Well, good morning, church. Hey, um, I think it's a good job to uh, thank people when they do such a good effort. Round of applause for the team that put that together. Cool. Hey, um, welcome to Canterbury Gardens Community Church. If you're visiting, uh, a special welcome to you. It's great to have you here with us uh, this morning. Uh, now, before I keep going, I'm going to stop and pause and I'm going to pray for us. And then we're just going to meditate on those verses that were sort of uh, mentioned through this morning. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray now that through your spirit uh, that you would make these words come alive. As we are wanting those words to come alive to those little ones that were sitting here, we are asking as your children that you would make these words come alive to us today. No matter where we are in, your, in our journey in knowing you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, happy Mother's Day. Now, I nearly forgot it was Mother's Day till this morning. And I... Uh, I did a terrible job, but my wife was very gracious. My uh, kids decided to buy presents. That um, I did organise that, which was good, but I forgot it was actually today on Sunday. And depending on, you could, this gives you a bit of an idea of the personality of my kids. My uh, son uh, bought, or uh, well, I paid for it, but anyway, he bought a mug, uh, a pink mug, because he knows his mum loves cups of teas, and and he chose the colour, and it said on the, on the mug something like, give us a kiss or something. So I'm not sure what that mug is all about for him. My cute little daughter bought my wife some pencils and bouncy balls. So I'm sure that's going to be very relevant for my wife as she parents her. Now, Mother's Day, it, it brings a lot of different emotions. Now, I, I don't know, for those of you, how many of you got presents that you actually asked for and planned for for Mother's Day? Anyone? Nobody. Oh, one, one, yeah. How, how many of you got presents that you didn't ask for, didn't plan for? How many of you didn't get any presents at all? Wow. There's going to be a special prayer time for you afterwards. Mother's Day also brings a lot of emotions, right? That's the reality, because on a day like this, uh, for some of us, it might bring just another day, no big deal. Uh, for others, it's the first Mother's Day that we're having, and we're really excited about that. It's also, uh, others, it's a challenging time because we desire to be mums. Uh, for some of us, it might be also, it's a reminder that we've lost our mum. This is our first Mother's Day that we can't celebrate with them. And wherever you're at, my prayer is that God, through the songs that we've sung, through the puppet show, He's been revealing more of Himself to you and revealing His love for you. Now, I'm not sure if you picked the theme this morning. Trust. Now, that word carries a lot of weight behind it. And it really has to do with perspective and how you view that word. For some of us, when we hear that word, it, it stirs a lot of things in us. For example, uh, this week, if you're at home during dinner time, there's a knock on the door and someone of a similar skin tone to mine comes and arrives at your door and you open the door and they are there. Uh, to convince you that your service provider that you're with, with your gas and electricity, is not the right one to be with. They are offering something better for you. And you hear from them these words, Trust me, I have your interest at heart. You probably would just roll your eyes. But what if it's someone that you really know? You know who they are, you trust their character. And you know that when they say to you, Trust me, you are willing to trust because you know who they are. You probably would trust them. 
But what happens if a trust is broken? It's very hard to rebuild that trust again. I mean, like my daughter Lucy, she trusts me with a lot of things. And there are moments where I'm shaking my head going, this girl really trusts me. Like, for example, my daughter Lucy, she loves to just sort of give it a go and see what happens. While my son watches and observes and no one's got hurt, now he'll have a go. While Lucy sees the couch, she'll just jump off and see what happens. So there's times where she's standing on the couch and says, Dad, catch me. And she's trusting me to catch her. But there are times where my cynical self says, now if I just moved one inch here and she fell and hit her head, I think it would be funny as I put it on YouTube, get lots of hits and likes, but she wouldn't. She would at that moment have her trust broken. It would be hurt whether she wants to admit it or not. But in the verses that we just heard from the book of Proverbs, it, not just a simple sort of uh, statement that you put on a coffee mug or, or, on a, or on a t-shirt. It is true words. It's actually wisdom. What's going on here is a father is actually talking to his son. And he's telling him and he's, he's reminding him. And in the verses beforehand, he's actually showing him, hey, hey, before you, I go into talking to you about trusting in God, I want you to know who this God is. You need to believe in Him. You need to uh, have faith in Him. You need to keep His commandments. And throughout the whole book of Proverbs, there's this one big foundation. It's an important foundation to have as this idea of reverence or fearing or having an awe of God and who He is. Because that is the beginning of all wisdom. And throughout Proverbs, you have this father talking to his son and he's talking about wisdom that's based on that foundation, having a view of God and have the right perspective of God. And in light of that, you're pursuing true wisdom. So that's what's going on in the background. And you come up to these verses, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Now, when we read these verses... If you've grown up particularly in the Christian culture and Christian um, world, it's one of those verses you see on coffee mugs and t-shirts. It's very popular and it's very easy for us to glaze over it. But maybe even for those of us, when you look at these words, for those of you who don't know who God is, you might look at it and go, you just go, how can I trust someone I don't even know? I've never met, never seen. But whatever angle you come from, wherever you sit on this, The reality is, whether we want to admit it or not, you and I all have trust issues. We all do. And there's a reason for that. See, the Bible speaks of a time when God, the creator of the universe, made man and woman. And when he created them, there was never a thing called a trust issue. There was always trust because of who he is. Because he is the creator God. But not only that, as a good God. He's a heavenly Father who created human beings to be under His loving rule. And He was calling them to ultimately trust Him. There was always, there was no need not to trust Him because He knew what's best for them. That changes when temptation comes into this world and corrupts it. And ultimately, this temptation is to say, hey, you don't need to trust the creator of the universe who made you. You can actually trust yourself. Trust yourself. And that reality has now corrupted and invaded and poisoned everything around us. And it's a lie. It's a lie that corrupts everything, that corrupts you and me, that ultimately says, hey, I don't need to trust in anyone, let alone the creator of the universe. I can trust in myself. 
I've got this. And you read the stories throughout the Bible. There are men and women constantly, even a nation, who constantly are saying, God says, trust me, follow me, I know what I'm doing. You can believe in me, follow me, believe my commands. And they like do for a little while, then they forget. They trust in themselves. And this is what creates this reality throughout all of us. And this is what's going on here is a father in Proverbs speaking to his son to say, hey, son, don't trust in yourself or let alone the things of this world. True wisdom actually ultimately comes from trusting the creator of the universe, God. Because in trusting him, you find true wisdom. True wisdom. Because of who he is, it's based on a character. Sarah mentioned that earlier. It's not just some sort of religious saying. It's based on a characteristic of who he is. He's God of the universe. He is the Heavenly Father. The, the language that's used in your trust in the Lord. See, yeah, uh, in, in the Old Testament particularly, there's, there are names for God in our English translation. It doesn't really say, but whenever they mention a particular name, it attributes to an aspect of his character who he is, his personality. And in here, it's saying, hey, this God, this is the God. Son, I've told you about when you were growing up. This is the God who saved our people. This is the God who saved us in miraculous way. This is the God you can trust in because he's proved himself over and over again. This is the God. This is the God who defeated our enemies. This is the God who constantly shows that he's got everything in hand. He is in control. You can trust him. And so sometimes even though these words are there, we may see it and it can be a struggle for us because how we see things in life. And it comes down to perspective. I think sometimes we fall into the trap, you and I, where we see a situation or a circumstance and we turn around and go, does God really have this? Does he really have it in control? I mean, does he really know what he's doing Does he need some sort of counsel from me just to show him? Well, for some of us, we may have had an assumption that I trusted in God to do this. He didn't do it, so I'm disappointed. I'm not sure if I can trust in him again. Or, yeah, I can trust God in the big stuff. But the everyday little things, no need to trust him in that. What for? Friends, if we have those kind of perspectives, we're missing what this verse is saying. Because see, this verse is really challenging us to trust Him in everything. Because if we learn to do that, it it, it really shapes our whole life. I think sometimes what we do in our own walks with God is whatever situation is going on currently, maybe even today in your life, we see the situation and it almost seems as bigger than God. The story they were telling about Elijah. Now, you think about it. There's, there's famine. There's nothing happening in the country. There's been no rain. And all they see is a little cloud. From a humanly speaking perspective, we'll go, that just, that's impossible. That does not make sense. So we see a, a situation in our own life and we go, God, this is so big. Now I want you to come down. I'm going to put you in my situation from my angle. We bring him down to our level. Whatever trial or challenge we may be facing. See, well, this verse is trying to challenge us at the very start is to step back and explore and see who God, who He is. 
Because when we see Him as He is, who truly He is, it should stir in us a vision to say, whatever the circumstances, whatever is going on, Lord, this language is the Father is saying to the Son, just bring it and bring it and lay it on His feet. To the point, it's, it's, it's a language of saying, you're falling down in surrender. I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. Because of who you are, because of your character. But not only that, this is based on a relationship. See, verse 5, ultimately it's saying, listen, everything of you, not just some of you, all of your being needs to bring this before to the God of the universe who has it in control. And don't just rely on your own perspective. Don't lean in your own thinking as if you know what's going on. It's not you saying to God, God, I've got this. No, it's you saying, God, I have no idea. I'm going to trust you. I know you have this. And I think at times we lose that perspective because we let whatever's going on in our lives, circumstance, situation, trial, challenge, overtake how we see God. I think sometimes we are like little kids. My little kids, when they see me trying to carry a heavy thing, they like to come and pretend to help me. Sometimes it's not very helpful, but they come and I've got this heavy thing and I'm carrying and they come and particularly my little girl Lucy will come next to me and she makes little sounds like, oh, oh, this is heavy, Dad. And I've been carrying most of the weight. I'm like, yeah, as if you're helping me here. But I think sometimes that's what we do with God, don't we? We look and see our situation and circumstance. We bring it down to God's level and say, God, you need me. And God's saying, okay, if you really want to help me, sure, I'm the creator of the universe, sure, come, let's go. Friends, what situation and circumstance is going on in your life right now, this morning? Where ultimately in our own hearts we're saying, in my own understanding, God, I don't think you've got this. I've got it. Father, I I don't know if you really know my financial situation, the challenges that's going on, so let me take control of it. Let me deal with it. Let me sort it out. Lord, I don't know if you know exactly what's going on with my son and daughter who does not want to listen to you are doing their own thing. I've got this, you know. I'll take care of it. Lord, I don't know if you understand the, the circumstance, my status in life right now. The challenges that I'm facing, I, I don't think you really got this. I'll take care of it. Let me deal with it. Lord, I don't know what's going on. You understand what's happening in my marriage right now and the challenges. I, I, keep, I don't think you've got this. Let me deal with it. Lord, I don't know if you really know what's going on with my health. Let me deal with it. I've got it. God, I don't think you've watched the news. I don't think you hear the radio talk back. You don't see what's going on around the world. I don't think you really know what you're doing. Let me blog about it and say that I've got this. Friends, God is calling all of us, wherever we are in our situation right now, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. So this morning, the question we all need to ask is, where is our trust? And if you don't know Jesus, that's where it always begins with. Trust. Trusting Him for who He is. Because if we think from a human perspective, 
when a world and a human, uh, human beings are saying no to God, we will do our own thing, and the creator of the universe has every right to say, I'm going to destroy all of you, I don't need you, but in his grace, in his love for you and for me, does something that doesn't make sense in our human thinking, he sends his only son, Jesus. He comes into this world, and not only that, he perfectly shows what it means to trust in his Father. And there's no greater place when you think about Jesus' story, you can read about it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, where God, Jesus himself, who is God, turns around and says, not my will, but your will be done. Both in that act, he's showing his submission to his Father and obedience but also he's trusting in his Father because he knows his Father. And all of through Jesus' life, you see that. He's acknowledging that his Father has it and he can trust him. And so he goes to the cross to a bloody death. And on the third day, physically raised again because of who he is, because he is God, then he turns around to all of us and says, hey, come follow me, trust me. And then he calls all of us. For those of you who do not know God, who Jesus is, maybe God is calling you this morning to put your trust in Him. And for you and I, for those of us who do know God, for the rest of our life, to our final breath, God will constantly say to us, Trust me. I know what I'm doing. And as we look to that reality, as we see that trusting shape our lives it should and ultimately creates a lifestyle in verse 6 in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your part your straight your parts well the verse is saying ultimately when you have this perspective of who god is the one that you can trust because of his character it starts shaping your life to be a life that is god-centered not about you or me it's centered around god it's like saying, hey, listen, all that wisdom you think you have, don't lean on that. Lean in the understanding and wisdom of God because of who He is. And it's not some sort of thing that you acknowledge Him just on Sunday, small group, when you pray, at dinner time. The language here is a pattern of daily life, every day, in every decision. And as you do, God will direct your path. God will make that path smooth. And this is not to say that your path will be nice and simple. It will come with challenges. No, ultimately he's saying, as you put your trust in him, as you acknowledge him, as you call out to him, he says, here, I will show you the way. Trust me, I've got this. And that may even be through trial and challenge. I mean, think about the story that Sarah and... Eddie, thank you. The whole story about Elijah going up the mountains, seven times. That does not make sense. God's direction at times may not make sense, but he is God. He knows exactly what he's doing. In light of that, he calls you and I to trust him. And he's done that, and he's shown that through his son. God is saying ultimately to you and I this morning, to trust him because he knows what he's doing. God does not promise it will be easy. But as you and I learn to trust him more because of who he is, as we acknowledge him, he makes those paths straight because he's gone before us. So this morning, where is your trust today?
Is it in your current circumstance or challenge or situation? Maybe your life stage? Maybe there's a confidence that you have that you have it. It may be a little bit of an arrogant confidence. Just remember God in His grace has put you there. Do you still trust Him? Do you trust God with everything or just with some things? One thing to do this morning as we sing our last song, I'm going to ask the team to come up, is to trust Him fully, 100%. Friends, what's going on in your life right now that God is calling you and challenging you to trust Him because you're nervous about something, you're anxious? Run to Him. Because he's our good God. Don't lean in your own understanding or my own understanding. And this morning we celebrate mums. Mums, as you look at your kids, as you look at your life, where is your trust? Where is my trust? Friends, may we continue to grow to be a community that trusts in the Lord with all our heart and does not lean in our own understanding. That in all our ways we will acknowledge Him and He will make our paths straight through His Son, Jesus. Let me pray. Father, we thank You for who You are. We thank You for Your love and grace shown to us. We thank You for the truths of these words. Just as we are calling these little ones to trust You. We pray in our own hearts as your children that you will stir us to trust you more wherever we are right now. For those of us who do not know you, reveal more of yourself to us so that we may trust not in ourselves but in you. We pray this in your good name. Amen.